Welcome to Safe Dividend Investings podcast number 105 on March 2nd of 2023. Today, I'll be answering five questions. In the first two questions, I want to again look at the 10 changes Warren Buffett made to 10 of his Berkshire Hathaway portfolio stocks. That portfolio is worth $686 billion. He did these in the last quarter of 2022. In podcast 104 last week, the changes he made with Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, U.S. Bank Corps, and Louisiana Pacific Corporation were looked at. This week, I'll be looking at Chevron Corporation and Apple. Question number one. Has Chevron Corporation, stock symbol CVX, performed as Warren Buffett expected? In November of 2019, Chevron was at $116 a share and paying a dividend of $1.19. By March of 2020, during the market crash, it tumbled down to $59 a share. By December of 22, it had reached a record high of $168. It was paying a dividend of $1.42. Buffett did not invest in Chevron until 2020 when the share price was at a historical low point. This is a strong company paying good dividends for years. Buffett likes companies who can pay good dividends. He sold some shares at a profit in 2021 with the breakout of war in the Ukraine. And with soaring oil prices, he has bought more shares. He has now sold shares and taking more profit. I wonder if he thinks the war is winding down. Oil prices would then decline and share prices will decline with reduced revenues. As well, despite the legal battles with environmentalists around the world, he still has more than $29.2 billion invested in Chevron. It is typical of the strong, well-managed companies he likes to own. Question number two. Is Apple Incorporated, stock symbol AAPL, still a hot speculative technical stock? In the fourth quarter of 2022, Buffett also bought another 334,000 shares of Apple to bring the total number of shares to 895 million shares worth $116 billion. For someone who I thought believed in safe diversification, 41% of the wealth of Berkshire Hathaway is invested in this one stock. Of the 51 stocks in Berkshire Hathaway's portfolio, 40 of them each represent less than 1% of the portfolio's 
money invested. The next largest stock investment to Apple are 10.8% in Bank of America, Chevron Corporation with 8.3%, American Express with 8.1%, Coca-Cola with 7.2%, Kraft Heinz with 3.8%, Occidental Petroleum Corporation with 3.5%, Moody's Corporation with 2.2%, and Activision Blizzard Inc. with 1.2%, BYD Company at 1.1%, and HP Inc. at 1.1%. Has Apple been a winner for him since he first started to invest in Apple in 2016? It certainly has. In 2016, the stock was trading at $24 a share. By 2018, it was at $57. And by February of 2020, just before the market crash, it was at $80. During the crash, it dropped to 60, but quickly recovered to reach its latest high of $171 in August of 2022. By November of that year, it had dropped to 148 shares when he picked up more. Apple did not start paying a dividend until 2012. It was a payout of $0.09. Since then, it has steadily increased the dividend, and the last dividend paid it was $0.23. Cents. This was a minuscule dividend yield of 0.62%. Buffett is obviously into this stock for its skyrocketing capital gain, not the dividend. The company has a respectable operating margin of 29.41% and a price-to-earnings ratio of 25 the book value of only $3.18 indicates that it's still a speculative technical stock whose shares are in demand. It comes as no surprise to see dozens of analysts rating it a buy and some speculating that the share price will rise to $210. Question number three. With its shrinking share price, is now the time to sell Disney, or is it a golden opportunity to buy more of it? After half a century, on February 27th of 2023, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has signed a bill that takes away Walt Disney World's special tax status. The governor was quoted as saying, the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end. Is this a ploy by DeSantis to strengthen his position with Republicans in a run for United States president in 2024? Republicans had clashed with Disney over a law that restricts classroom instruction of gender and sexual orientation. Disney's share price is down 
to $99.61. It is not a financially strong stock. The IDM stock scoring software gives it a score of 50 out of 100. The highest score I've ever calculated out of thousands I've scored was a 78. The lowest was a 4. I personally avoid stocks scoring less than 50. I wonder, what is it telling us about Disney's inner workings when we see their last dividend was paid more than three years ago in December of 2019 when the stock was $99.40. And yet, there was no dividend when the stock's highest price, $191.16, was in March of 2021. Ten years earlier, our March 2nd, of 2009, the stock was at $15.83. This is probably when it might have been considered a golden opportunity. Hindsight is great. There are a hundred stocks that I would buy before I would buy Disney. As much as some like to believe they can predict future share prices, no one can accurately predict future share prices. With a low operating margin of 7.45%, a price-to-earnings ratio of 54.8, which makes a stock look overpriced, and a book value of $53.35, they all indicate a declining share price is warranted. There are presently No signs of great strength at Disney. This does not mean the new management cannot make it stronger. However, this would be buying on Disney's potential, which is speculative. I don't speculate. I strive to only buy strong companies with many years of ever-rising share prices and ever-increasing high-dividend payouts. Dividends come from profits. The purpose of a company is to make a profit. The quickest way to find strong companies is to look for companies paying high dividends, and Disney is not one. Question number four. What are a few basic things a person should know before they consider buying and selling stocks. The basic thing that you should know before buying a stock is, number one, what is its share price today and its highest and lowest share price in the last 10 years? If it has been around that long, you want companies who have survived the last market crash in 2020. Another crash is bound to occur within five years. You also want to see steadily rising share prices. Companies are run by people, not blocks of wood or computers. People are creatures of habit. You want to own companies managed by people who take great pride 
in increasing sales and decreasing expenses to generate ever-highing profits. Number two, what does the company do and how has it adjusted to changes in technology? You do not want to be the one buying blockbuster video shares when Netflix had just been launched. Businesses are in constant flux. They must adapt quickly to competitive threats or lose market share. Number three. Is the company profitable? Has it been sharing its profits with its shareholders for many years by issuing regular, ever-increasing dividends? This shows that the managers are in control of the company and its future. Your intention should be to hold on to strong companies for perhaps the rest of your life. Your wealth will grow along with their wealth. Number four, when you do a Google search of the company with the added words attached of complaints and legals, does any problem come to your attention that you are not aware of? You do not want to learn about the stock's billion-dollar class action lawsuit it is defending after you bought their stock. Number five, who are the company's competitors and how do their sales, share prices, and operating margins compare? You want to invest in the strongest competitor, not the weakest. Sometimes you discover that the stock you thought you would buy is not the one you should buy. A competitor you may not even have been aware of may surface during your research that is far more attractive. Number six, the final step is to score the stock. Look at price, historical prices, analyst recommendations, dividend yield percent, operating margin percent, volume of shares traded daily, and the price to earnings ratio. Nothing is neither good nor bad except by comparison. Scoring helps you sort an offering of stocks from the most to the least desirable. The research takes a bit of time, but all the information you need is available on the internet. Skipping research and betting your money on a whim or the latest rumor or the last hot stock tip is a quick way to lose your money. Question number five. Why should you not panic when the value of your portfolio is dropping like a stone and there is no light at the end of the tunnel? If you have a well-diversified portfolio of 20 stocks, it is very unusual for all of them to be declining or rising at the same time. However, if you did encounter a situation where your entire portfolio was dropping like a stone, the first thing you do is go back and research why you carefully chose those stocks. 
Were they strong stocks when you bought them? What is their history of share prices? And dividend payouts, how long after the 2008 and 2020 market crashes did it take before they hit new record high share prices? Will you see a similar dip in recovery? What you are looking for is how a stock behaves when it is stressed. Is it repeating its behavior? You want to see patterns of behavior which indicate how the executives of the company react to stress and challenges. If, like me, you score stocks, you also want to score the stocks. The IDM stock scoring system grades a stock from 0 to 100. The higher the score, the lower the risk. The highest score I have calculated out of thousands I have scored was 78 and the lowest was 4. I personally avoid stocks scoring under 50. Since I also live off dividend income and only buy stocks paying high dividends, a stock dividend yield percent is a critical consideration. If the stock score drops below 50, while at the same time the dividend yield percent drops below 5%, I see that as a time to replace it with a stronger stock. These two things happening together rarely happen. It is possible to have stocks scoring 60 and having the dividend yield percent drop to 4%. This could be due to share prices increasing and the management of the company not raising the amount of dividend money being paid out to keep the dividend yield percent steady. It could also be a smart move by management to gather additional capital to invest in making important changes to improve the company. Established companies listed on a stock exchange do not disappear overnight. A company in trouble can take years to wind down to oblivion by concentrating more on dividend payouts than share prices you cease to become stressed by declining share prices. If dividends are being paid, the company is profitable. The profits are coming from the wise revenue and expense decisions made by the executives. These executives cannot control share prices. They have limited influence on speculators who do control the share prices. If share prices are dropping like a stone, is this due to the current interplay between negative and positive speculators that will pass? Or is it due to the company cutting dividend payments and making other management decisions to adapt to changes in a competitive market? If you are a shareholder, do not hesitate in phoning investor relations at the company and asking them, what is going on with your company? How they do or do not respond to your question may give you the answer of what strategy to take. Of course, do the usual Google search, 
looking for significant problems with the company that you were unaware of. Reading analyst reports can also provide insights as to a current problem. It is not a time to panic. It is a time to become very analytical. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.